2: And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet It's where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, Welcome to the the modern reformation
0: yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building so excited man to be in here one more again one more tuesday and man i got my boy rio in the house how are you rio
2: what's up fam talk about it
0: Yes sir, man. We are stoked right now. Uh we're blessed and privileged to have uh, a a guy that uh we really enjoy listening to and and before we even started recording, he was grilling us. So, you know, we're all nervous. We don't know what to say. But anyway, we're going to introduce to you uh Pastor Mark Dever. How are you, sir?
1: I'm well, brother. Good to be with you.
0: Yes, sir. So excited to have you, man. Uh uh I got the, the email right back and, and I cut a little jig in my living room. I ain't gonna lie, I did. I was I was I was excited. But uh first Mark uh for those that may be Now do I get our, a
1: selfie selfie video of you cutting a jig on your carpet? Hey, I will
0: send it to you, man. I All will right. make a new one and send it to you. How you about you? You got that? my
1: email, so you might as well.
0: <laughs> I'll do that, man. So those that may uh not know who you are, Mark, uh just give a brief introduction, you know, a little bio snippet and then we'll go from there.
1: Uh, I was born in a nominal Christian family in rural Kentucky in 1960. I came to Christ in the mid-1970s after being an agnostic. I met my wife as an undergrad. We got married. We've had two kids. Uh, I have an MDiv, getting ready to be a pastor, and uh, and then did a Ph.D. and taught for a while, and then became the pastor of this church, in Washington, D.C., the Capitol Hill Baptist Church, uh, back in 1994. And I'm still here just doing the same thing. Wow. Working on Bible study for tonight. I've got uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 1 to 5 tonight. And then last Sunday, I preached Matthew chapter 6, preaching through Matthew's gospel, verses 19 to 34 last Sunday. So that's just kind of what I do. Prepare to okay. teach God's word and teach God's word. Amen, brother. Well, I
0: appreciate you taking a little break, man, to talk to us. It means a, a whole, whole lot to it's enjoyable. us.
1: Enjoyable. Yes, Love sir. hearing from Saints in Greenville.
0: Yeah, man. You know that's where we at. <laughs> hey, so the the can I can I start here because I have a coworker that is an agnostic right now. Um, can you kind of describe? This is not Rio, is it? No, it's not. He don't work with me. Remember, okay. he. he... He's the chef, remember. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so can you describe that I guess, you know, being that that mindset and then, you know, coming to, to biblical theology and, and, and everything. Yeah, can you I, describe that transition?
1: I I think you wanna you wanna have uh you wanna just be aware that people can have different reasons why they would say they're an agnostic. Right, you know, an atheist is saying they don't believe in God. An agnostic is saying they just don't know. Mm. So the atheist is making a stronger statement. When I was an agnostic, I never said I didn't believe in God. I mean, I didn't believe in God, but I didn't say there was no God. I just said I didn't know, and I wasn't sure anybody really could know. And my reason Mm -hmm. was was what the philosophers call the problem of evil. It's just if God is all-powerful and all-good, why is there anything bad in the world? And I think that's probably, though they might express it in different ways, I think that's what's going on with a lot of people when they say they're an agnostic. So if I were you, I would just, you know, when it's a coffee break or something, you're having time for a serious conversation with this friend, I would just say, hey, would you, would you mind if I ask you some questions? Because you know I'm I'm a Christian, but I, I you told me you're not, and, I, and I'm just trying to understand more. Is it okay if I ask you some questions about that? And if he says yes, then mm-hmm. just go, tell me a little bit more about it. I mean, I'm you know I can tell you about how I became a Christian. I don't know that you're interested in that, but I would love to know more about what you're thinking about being an agnostic. What do you mean by that? And and how did you come to that kind of conclusion? And do you have any questions about it? And I would just kind of begin a, begin really? a relationship with him religiously by asking those kind of questions.
0: Gotcha. Wow. And see, it's amazing how you turn that into a counseling session. But I was talking about your transition, but I appreciate that. I do.
1: Well, don't we want him to make a transition, too? Of course, of course, of course. My bad, man. (laughs) No, I mean, I just so. So listen, you've got my email, so let me know how it goes. I will. I will, man. I will. So for me, I was just reading about... uh, a philosophy i was reading about history i was just wondering what the meaning of life was uh, why i was alive and i think it's the kind of thing at least this teenager did and i know other teenagers do it and um in reading i slowly but surely as i kept reading stuff became convinced that jesus really rose from the dead and when i realized that Uh, I realized that he was actually who he said he was, that he was the son of God incarnate, come to be our savior. And I just started believing it all. Wow, wow, that's good, Pastor Mark. Um, Pastor Mark, my
2: question is, I've been reading your book, Five Marks of a Healthy Church, and um, down here, expository preaching is not very popular. You know, what drew you to expository preaching, and how would you introduce expository preaching to a pastor?
1: Well, expository preaching is just taking the point of a passage of Scripture and making that the point of your message. That's what expository preaching is. take the point of a passage of Scripture and making that the point of your message. So you determine what you're going to say by what the Bible says. So as a pastor of a church, when I stand up in front of the church, I have to think, well, what's going to edify the church? What could be more edifying to the church than the Word of God? So Mm -hmm. I want to open God's Word and explain it to God's people. So I study in order to be able to explain it well in the amount of time that we have. And I pray to that end, and I, I pray for their hearts, and I pray the Lord would bless that. So if I'm talking to another pastor trying to you know, evangelize him, as it were, for expositional preaching, I would just say, listen, to who, who, whose idea is better to give to your church than God's? And when right. you come with a topical sermon, you're saying, well, you know what you need to know. You know, like I wanna know about I wanna know about my relationship with, with women, or I wanna know about my relationship with money, or I wanna know about my relationship with myself, or I wanna know about death, or I wanna know about my career, or you know, a hundred things I mm-hmm. can come with, all of which are fine questions, all of which are addressed in the Bible, but the Bible is God's agenda. So why not just preach through what the Bible talks about? And it's going to bring up all kinds of things that if preachers or anything like me, they're not going to want to talk about initially. But if the Lord's revealed right. himself on it, that's because his people need it. And so if it's there, I'm going to give it. And I think, that's, I think if it's a regenerate pastor, Bible-believing, you know, when you talk to him about that, he should have some sympathy with that.
2: Wow, that's Rio, right. Rio,
1: does that make sense?
2: That's good, man.
1: That's good. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, when uh, Jesus is tempted by Satan in the wilderness... He specifically says, quoting Deuteronomy eight eight, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Well that's that's mm-hmm. the position we're in as Christians. That that's how we live. Now if you see me in person, you'll know I obviously live by bread also. So it's not like I don't <laughs> it's not like I don't enjoy the, the, the created order. I'm I'm glad for the creation that God's given us.
0: Right. But right, even right.
1: more important than that is the word of God. Amen. Hey, I, I heard this uh, Pastor Mark
0: um one time. In in a charismatic setting, uh, the guy used that scripture, uh, man should not live by bread alone and 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 but everywhere to proceed out of God's mouth. And he used it to, to, to justify his prophesying. He was like, Bread is the word in the scripture and the words out of God's mouth is what I'm telling you. And I then I didn't know no better, but now I'm like, Oh my God, what in the world <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would just say I, I want you to show me what you're saying in scripture. And anything mm-hmm. that you're going to call prophecy that I can't back up in Scripture, just please don't be offended if I don't receive that as from God. Right, right.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. That's true, man.
1: I, I um, was once in a in a foreign country speaking to some missionaries, and this one missionary came up to me afterwards and told me that he had had a vision from God where the Lord had told him that this next year in his city he should just plant churches based on the words of Jesus. mm. And I said, I thought for a moment, and then I said, well, actually, that was not God that told you that. That was Satan. <laughs> because God's spirit has actually inspired 27 books in the New Testament, 66 books in the whole Bible, to instruct us specifically how to build his church. Right. So any spirit that appears to you trying to get you to not look at 23 of them in the New Testament, that's not God. That's, wow. that's Satan. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's, that's
1: true. I think we just have to know we can deceive ourselves. So just the fact that somebody feels led to do something doesn't mean anything. Exactly. You know what? What wow. means something is if it's in scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying God doesn't lead people. I'm I'm here as a pastor of this church because I think the Lord led me to come here as a church. But you know, right. the Lord leading me here, that's not sin. It's not like feeling led to to cheat or, you know, right. commit adultery. I I'm feeling I was thinking about being a pastor mm-hmm. and I felt led to do that, and it wasn't an obviously stupid thing to do. I didn't think, and so <laughs> you know, I have the freedom to do that as a Christian. But mm-hmm. in the name of feeling led people short circuit, careful thinking. And they, they really don't take counsel and they certainly don't look at scriptures carefully as they should. And they, they, they blame God on a lot of stupid things.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And see that, that's where a lot of hurt come from. And, uh, and, you know, uh, part of the reason why I'm seeing a transition uh, for people, you know, out of that, the, that uh, I guess that world into more sound doctrine, because, you know, it, what, what I love about it is it, it, it puts it back in guys' hands, you know. Um, in the charismatic world, it, they make you like you speak it, you name it, you claim it, you declare it, you decree it, you know. Yeah. But whenever none of that's working, you know, it, yeah. it puts it back in guys' hands. Hey, if you've
1: you got know? somebody who's One listening thing, to those kind of teachers, Justin Peters mm-hmm. is a guy who has a ministry where he yes. uh, he specifically debunks a lot of that kind of teaching. Justin Peters, P yes. I E T E R S. He's got some good DVDs out there to watch and listen
0: to. Yeah, yeah, I love Justin Pierce. I was actually one of the guys that I uh, I listened to early on, you know, to, to kind of put that stuff behind me. Uh, so, yeah, that's awesome. One of the things I love to hear you talk about, Pastor Mark, is uh, is evangelism. Um, I think, I, man, there's probably a couple at Ligonier and a couple of YouTube videos that I've checked out. Um, would you say... I guess, is that is that a passion of yours? I know you're a passion, oh, yeah. but is that, like, a passion oh, yeah. of yours, the evangelism oh, yeah. tip? I can kind of tell that. I man, how could it not be? Right.
1: You know, hell is mm-hmm. yawning, and you better care about that guy you're working with who's an agnostic as much as you care about this podcast. Mm. Wow. Wow. Man. Ouch. That's Ouch. True. I'm just waiting <laughs> for the email, man. Dwayne, you send me that Oof. email. Let me know uh, what he yeah. says.
0: Oh, man. Lord, yeah. we pray you, you put it on that me. you
1: will convert mm-hmm. that friend of Dwayne's, that you will mm. use this podcast for your purposes to get Dwayne's attention on that agnostic friend, and that agnostic friend, even today, would be feeling convicted of his sins. In Jesus' name, mm. amen. Amen.
0: somebody. Amen. Rio, go ahead, man. I messed up for wow, a second. Go man. ahead, man.
2: Wow. Wow. That was, <laughs> that was, man, that was powerful. Man, Pastor Mark, my question, man, is, um, you know, following up with that, just, in your book, I keep going back to your book because I've been reading it, um, you talk about, you know, true conversion. Yeah. You know, what would you consider, you know, someone that is a truly converted Christian while also keeping in mind that, you know, you always struggle with sin and no one's perfect?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to say that's a biblical question for us to ask about ourselves and about others. Um Paul when he writes to the Corinthians in Second Corinthians chapter thirteen he says very clearly in verse five, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. So that's second Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse five. And I think Paul writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit gives us a, a good test if we look at what we call the fruit of the Spirit. Um in Galatians chapter five, right before that you have the works of the flesh. So you can just go read Galatians five, sixteen to twenty four. And see what the works of the flesh are, what the fruit of the spirit are, and just you tell me which one sounds more like your life, you know, or, wow. or you can go to Second Peter chapter one, where he tells us these things we need to do to make our calling and election sure. He's not saying to save ourselves, but he's just to make it sure so that we'd be assured of it. So Second Peter chapter one, um, specifically uh, verses you know four to nine, um, are on that. So that would be there'd be two good places in Scripture to go about that.
2: That is good, man. That is good. And, man, I had another question Um, in terms of marriage. So for me, uh, I'm very young in marriage. I'm 23, and I am in my first year of marriage. What would be your advice to someone that is in their first year of marriage?
1: Uh, Well, Rio, you tell me your personality. Are you pretty intense and spiritually driven, or are you really kind of laid back? Intense. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's really
1: intense. <laughs> All right, then listen, brother. I'll tell you a temptation that you probably have that I've certainly had at different points in my married life is to see my wife as standing in the way of me doing God's will. Mm. Yeah, that's almost that, that, that out. I, I don't want to say that's important. I mean, sorry, impossible, but that's almost certainly not the case. Almost always, that dear woman is standing there as the as the picture of how. You know what God's will is for your life. He's given her to you to to love and to cherish. And that means wow. if your pastor if your pastor at Church Rio is asking you to do something, you know, take take the take the youth group out three weekends in a row, and your wife of, you know, one and a half years is sitting at home and she's feeling kind of neglected by it, I think your wife is probably right and not your pastor. Wow. Yeah.
0: Man,
2: you stepped on all ten of my toes.
1: <laughs> well, hey. I think our our wives, you know, get it sometimes in ways that they shouldn't have to. And I think, um, you know, it's particularly real if you have a godly wife, if she loves the Lord and she's supportive of you being in ministry, she'll be willing to make lots of sacrifices. But she needs to know that you understand that God has called you to cherish her and protect her and love her and that she is not in competition with ministry. Mm, Wow. Wow.
0: But this is the ass <laughs> ass past the mark show, I guess, man. This, this is this is too good. But right here, I'm a I'm gonna take a break right here for one of our uh, one of our sponsors right here in this spot right here. What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. Luke the Bear. Enjoy the girl.
2: We're right here on 1360 KPXQ. Heard Saturdays from four to six p.m. You can catch us at ApologiaRadio.com. Like us on our Facebook page as well, Apologia Radio, dealing with cultural issues, theology, apologetics, and all things good.
0: Right? Amen. Cute <laughs> animals, too. <laughs> That's Rory. right. Catch you ApologiaRadio.com. All right, we're back, and um, this is Dwayne, and I'm I'm barely hanging on to the table, man. Me and Rio been getting blown away, uh, super excited and and happy and blessed and honored to have uh, Pastor Mark Dever in the building, and um, really good stuff. You know, you know, I'm 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 just sitting here thinking about that coworker and and uh, and and just just yeah, that that because you you said something that struck something in me. I, I'm really passionate about uh this podcast and and it being a blessing and and i i work hard to keep it consistent and and make sure the quality is good and when you put you know as important as this podcast on his salvation that that hit home because i I started looking at myself like what what have i put this podcast above you know what i'm saying so well, that, uh Wayne, there,
1: there's an that, old book that a guy who used to work Christianity Today wrote back in the 1960s called The Gospel Blimp, and when I first mm-hmm. got here back in the 1990s, I had the deacons of this church read it together. Uh The deacons mm-hmm. were largely older guys, born like from 1900 to 1920, so they were definitely older guys. And I was 33 years old, and I knew I was going to do all kinds of radical change and blow everything up, so I wanted to be careful. And I thought, well, here's a, here's just a kind of story that's a parable that he wrote, and it's about this, this town and how they see the Goodyear blimp going overhead, and mm-hmm. one of them gets the idea hey, let's evangelize the town by getting a gospel blimp and having the gospel message on the blimp, and it can fly around and tell people the message. So this whole funny story is about everybody organizing the committee to hire the blimp and what's going to be on the blimp and all the stuff about the blimp. Well, over the course of the story, this one couple who was involved from the beginning begins to not come to those meetings anymore and not be so involved, and they're worried about it spiritually. But what they find mm-hmm. out is they're going down to the lake, and the, uh, you know, every once in a while, with these non-Christian neighbors of theirs, and they're sharing the gospel with them, and these non-Christian mm-hmm. neighbors become Christians. Mm-hmm. And I think what that shows us is that sometimes in doing the Lord's work, we can get so tied up in all these things we're doing, sort of for the Lord, that we kind of forget right. what the purpose of it all is.
0: Oh man, and so true.
1: The purpose of it all is pretty straightforward and and uh, and simple. Right. Wow,
2: man. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Joseph Bailey, B A Y L Y, The Gospel Blimp. Still good. Got news. it. I already got it pulled up.
0: Put it there in it my is. cart right now. Yes, sir. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh speaking of books, um, I was listening to your show um uh earlier, I think you you guys drop on Tuesdays as well. And you was talking about the number of books you give away. Yeah. Um. Uh. All. All. I'm. A, I'm just throw the shameless plug, man. Just add me to that list. You got my email address. I can send you my address.
1: <laughs> man. You. You come to a Sunday nights here or Wednesday nights. You can put your hand up. and Get one. I got you, man. But I got you. When you take one, you're covenanting before God and the congregation to get it read soon.
0: Right. Right.
1: Amen. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, right. your hand's gonna start burning, and you better give it back.
0: <laughs> I heard that, man. I heard that. So you talked about, uh, I, I know we're kind of jumping around, but I'm, I'm enjoying it so much because it's just so good. But, uh, you talked about when you first got to the church and, you know, being young and older deacons and, and all of that, uh, for those, cause I have a, I have a lot of, uh, pastors that are church planners and, 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 you know, just out of uh, seminary that listen to the podcast. When it comes to, you know, going to a new church or being, you know, starting a church plant, well, I guess let's, let's say going to a new church. What was your, I guess, how did you approach that? Because uh, I think uh, another one that I listened to, you talked about, you know, things to change. What are some of the things you can tell my my listeners, those guys that are fresh out of seminary, about to start in ministry? What are some of the steps or ideas or anything you want to tell them as far as when you first get to the to the church?
1: Uh, well, here's just a few things right off. Um one be patient. So spend a lot of time around people with your mouth closed, uh, asking them questions, finding out you know where they work, if they're married, do they have kids, what should, you know, if they're members of the church. You know the very kind of questions I ask you before we went on air. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, I want right. to know who I'm talking to. I want to is there mm-hmm. is there a ministry need there that I'll identify mm-hmm. if I just get some basic info. Hmm. So just ask questions. Find out about the previous pastors of the church. Find out how things have been. Uh, Find out how that person came to Christ. Find out where they're from. Get their story. So be patient. Find out a bunch of information about them. Mm -hmm. Number two, they've already called you to preach. They've, They've called you to do the most important thing you can do in the church. So you've got the pulpit. So that is the single most important factor in the health of a church right there. So teach God's Word faithfully. Try to preach good sermons. Work hard on your sermons. And number three, generally they're going to be pretty okay with the pastor uh, having a lot to do with how people come into membership in the church. So try to start cleaning up any ways they've been sloppy about Mm -hmm. bringing members in or then ignoring members once they're in membership uh, Mm -hmm. and give attention to those things. And you'll, you'll find a lot of help on all this at the nine marks website. If you go to nine, the number nine, M a R K S dot O R G, lots of it, almost all of it for free, just articles, Things you can listen to. It's there just to help guys do that, no charge. Just take it. Use it. You don't even have to give us credit. Just try to help churches get better.
2: Wow. Man, that's good, Mark. Man, so um, you know, thinking about work and uh being a witness at work, what is the best approach in your opinion, Pastor Mark, uh, in sharing the gospel? You know, how do we bring that to our work environment?
1: Um, that's a real general question. Make it a little more specific, Rio. All
2: right. Well, I'll I'll be more specific to my situation. So for me, um, you know, most of the time when I'm working, I'm working with all managers. Okay. Now, so what, what's the fine line of, you know, not tossing the line, but respectfully, you know, getting them to the gospel?
1: Well, I think if you're working with people, that you work for, or you work, I think if you work for, it's easiest. If you work with, it's okay-ish. If there are people who work for you, that's actually the most difficult, because you don't want to take wrong advantage of your position. Mm-hmm. So right. you have to be real careful right. with that. So I think for
2: me, it's more so I work for them.
1: Oh, that's easy then, man. You can say anything you want to, because they have the authority <laughs> of fire you. So you can just sing about Jesus all day long. You know, if they don't like your cooking, they can find somebody else. Oh, man. You know? Wow. So I, I remember once when I worked for a trucking company, uh, just sending out tariffs one time, and this, the manager was asking me to backdate the tariffs, which would be illegal, mm-hmm. uh, like to postmark them yep. the wrong date. And I told him that I just would not do it as a Christian. And so he got frustrated, but then he just he, he just did it himself. <laughs> you know? But right. I mean, that was that was a witness to him. You know, mm-hmm. I was normally a cheerful worker, did what I was asked. But, you know, yeah, I'm not going to do something illegal. Right. right. Wow.
0: Well, Pastor Mark, I'm a, I'm going to give you the chance to, to to strike back up if you want to. Uh, anything you want to you want to ask us or talk to us about. Yeah. What's been helpful to you spiritually in the last year for me in the last year? Um, well, of course, you know, the, the, the Sunday message. But I, I supplement that um, with, you know, I, I'm addicted to my phone. I, you know, I tell my listeners all the time, I, I know I have a problem. So I try to use it to my advantage and listen to, you know, uh, uh, good sermons, um, uh, sermon audio. And then also, you know, I love the briefing and podcast and, and then also, uh, you know, me and my wife, we're challenging each other to read a book a month. So that's also been a, a good thing to help me grow. That's
1: great. Well, Dwayne, I wrote a new book last year called Discipling. It's a little Mm. blue book. Get a copy of that and read it with your wife. Let me know what you think. Just called Discipling.
2: Wow. Well, for me, Mark, uh, for me, it's been a lot of of marriage books just because, you know, I'm in my first year of marriage. So for me, the past year has just been a lot of preparing to be you know, a godly husband, and what does that look like, and what does being a godly father look like? So for me, a lot of my growth has been geared really towards, you know, a lot of sermons and books on marriage.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. I think what you might want to do to give some more depth to that is try to find a good book on Jesus. Correct. So I I, I love pretty much anything Sinclair Ferguson does. So his book on Mark's Gospel that Banner of Truth publishes it's been called various things. I don't know what it's called right now. But it's just Sinclair Ferguson on the Gospel of Mark. Just read through that and just observe Jesus. Because Paul says in Ephesians five that we are to 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 love our wives as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. So the more you observe Christ loving the church, you see how completely self sacrificial he is, I think the more those words will become more three D to you. And you'll understand, wow. you'll have more of a deep sense of what that means when you observe how he has been so self-sacrificially loving himself for us.
2: Oh, that's good. I'm going to get that book Awesome. As, soon as we get off the phone, <laughs> good stuff,
1: man. Anything that Sinclair Ferguson does <laughs> is good. Oh, yeah, I got a
0: couple of, of Fergie's books. Anything else, Pass them out before I come with my signature, quote-unquote, fun questions before we end just, this just uh, just conversation? I the Lord will
1: bless you guys and your lives and your ministries, your churches. And uh, and the other brothers and sisters that listen to this.
0: Amen. We appreciate it, sir. So my I have two signature bar questions. Um, and the first one is, if we were to hook up to your iPod or your phone, what kind of music do you listen to?
1: I listen to all kinds of music. Right now, I've got um, about fifteen CDs in my CD player that's that shuffles it up, and they're all like nineteenth-century classical music.
0: Nice. nice. But so I you also stick pretty listen pretty much to movie classical?
1: soundtracks. I listen to hymns. I listen to Christian hip hop. I listen to country a little. Uh, I listen to that's acapella. Right. I listen to choirs. <laughs> I love jazz. It's one of my favorite kinds. Uh, I like folk music uh, and then just a lot of popular music. Right, right. I don't. I don't I'm like gonna... hard rock and I don't like opera. Gotcha. And I don't like much. Country. Okay.
0: That's... <laughs> I got you. That's that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, I guess. I'm, I'm addicted to local so harmony it. and I
1: love a good guitar.
0: Right, 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 right. Okay, that's cool. Hey, actually, you know what? I'm gonna ask you one more kind of serious question. Um, because I, I it came up in my mind. Uh, when you when you mentioned your music, um, being in DC, uh, as far as the African American community goes, yeah. uh, have you seen a a migration or an increase of more uh, people being drawn to you know sound theology or, or reform theology in your area?
1: Yes, not nearly as much as I'd like to see, but yes, right. Yeah, by God's grace, I certainly have.
0: Right, you know, awesome. uh,
1: at at various times in the last ten years, you know, Shylin's been a member here. Uh, Trip Lee was one of our elders. Um, Brian Davis, God's servant. Um, yeah, Brian Winchester Braille from out at, um, in the northwest there with Humble Beast. Uh, uh-huh. So a lot a lot of these guys have had good ministries in raising up young men, especially uh, who appreciate the doctrine of the sovereignty of God and, and uh, uh, love the scriptures. And yeah, I'm seeing that. I'm definitely, I think, seeing some counter feel to that in the last year. Mm-hmm. But in, in the whole scene of the African-American church, the health and wealth gospel has just mopped up over the last 20 years.
2: It's right, sad right. to
1: see. But in that sense, I think the traditional African-American churches in this area are less healthy now than they were 20 years ago. I think gotcha. on the egalitarian complementarian issue and mm-hmm. even the far more important of the health and wealth issue, which I think is really selling out the gospel. Right. Uh, I, right. Think, I think there have been churches that twenty years ago would have looked Bible believing that now don't look like anything like scripture. Right. But I can tell you lots of individual stories of people, you know, moving the other way. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much. I, I, I've asked that question to a couple of guys, um, and that's pretty much the same thing that they're seeing that, you know, they're seeing, a, a, a you know, a, a increase, but not as much as we would like. And yeah. um, and that the health and wealth just it just brings so much uh, uh, fake false hope, you know, for people. Yeah. That well, I think what hope. it's
1: probably doing, it's it's not causing any saved people to be lost. It's mm. just taking the columns of the nominal and mm-hmm. shifting them over into those churches.
0: Mm, gotcha wow yeah that makes sense that makes sense all right so my uh my final question fun question is uh i don't know pastors you guys y'all y'all are so busy but what podcasts or sermons do you listen to or from who
1: uh I don't think I listen to sermons except for other brothers who preach here. Matthew Freeman preached here on Sunday night; did a great job. David mm-hmm. Platt's preaching here this coming Sunday; he'll do a good job, I'm sure, on First Corinthians chapter one. So I listen to guys here live mm-hmm, at one of the conferences,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Um, Podcast. The only one I listen to really ever is I'll listen to Al Mohler sometimes on the briefing.
0: Right, right, yeah, the briefing. That's that's definitely because my commute is from the third well.
1: floor to my second floor, so I'm never. In oh the class, wow! So I'm just never. <laughs> I never have any free time just to. Turn something on and listen to it. There's Rio right.
0: of that. That makes sense. Okay,
1: all right. Because we live on the same. Well, you block know, you as can pop church. on
0: some bar. Oh, okay. You can pop on some bar in that that three minute man. Just, well, you got to you got to show me right how to do that. Again. You got to
1: again send me some
0: instructions. <laughs> I got you, boss man. All right, sir. Well, uh, man, thank you again, uh, Rio. Anything you want to say before we get ready to cut out of here? Because we promised you thirty minutes, and we want to stick to what we said.
2: Man, this was so good, man. Yes, I have one final thing, man, and then I'll I'll leave Pastor Mark alone. My final question, man: is How must Layman? How must we prepare for Sunday morning? Like just preparing to get ready for church. How, what 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 does that look
1: like? It looks like not going to bed too late on Saturday, so that you're tired. You want to go to bed in time that you're well rested. Now, if you can stay up till three and get up at six and just you know have a long quiet time and be you know bright as a bunny for church, that's fine but just your your priority needs to be not on your fun on Saturday night but on worshiping the Lord on Sunday morning. And mm. you want to find what passage of scripture you're going to hear preached on Sunday morning and you want to be reading that every day in your quiet time. You can read other stuff too, but read that to get your soul kind of cut up and ready to be there and sit under the word.
2: Man, that's good.
1: All
0: right, sir. Well, we appreciate your time uh and and we thank you so much for for accepting our invitation. Um and Definitely make sure you guys check out everything that, uh, that Nine Marks has going on. Uh, Pastor Marks going to send me all the links so I can make sure I put them in the show notes. Uh, Pastor Mark does not even know I'll what a link sure.
1: is, man. You can talk to Charles Edmund. He'll find you the links.
0: Okay. All right. Char- well, Charles will hook me up with the link.
1: He'll do it. He'll do it. <laughs> you can go to t4g.org yeah, yeah. and find out about the Together for the Gospel Conference next year. That should be good.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Where is it going to be at next year? Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky. That's a little bit closer. We got, me and Rio, we got to get to one, man. We, we, uh, good conference. You know, we in South Carolina. Good deal. We got to make it out there. All right. Well, we'll definitely get that information. Make sure you guys, uh, tune in every Tuesday to the bar. Make sure you hit us up on our website. That's www.thebarpodcast.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We're in all them locations. Thank you again, Pastor Mark. Thank you, man. Great to be with you guys. Yes, sir. what's up bar listeners is finally here the bar exclusive content Yes, that's right you can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as two dollars a week or five dollars a month fifty dollars for the year to get exclusive content what is the exclusive content i'm glad you asked The exclusive content is additional information from my guests extra time with them and like the green moon setting laid back them asking me questions i ask them questions and also the facebook group you get a invitation to the facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the VIP inside the bar group and we'll see you there